Alexander Snitker, libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political has-been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, Chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee, the Western to Florida Guild Professional Anarchist Local Protection 151. Wiley, how are you, sir? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself, my brother? Eh, you know, we're doing all right, I guess. But, yeah, uh, yeah, you, you seem a little, uh, you it's know, just, you know not, not, not quite feeling it today, huh? No, not really. Yeah. You know, and we talked about it before we got on the air, but, I mean, <sighs> look, just... I think that the point you made earlier before we got on the show about how lately we've basically just been reading the news. Right. You're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I I think, uh, you know, we've we've been in a bit of a uh, a bit of a stall lately with the show. I guess I guess a little bit. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's uh, I don't know. I think we need to get a little more back to just the. The, you know, open, raw honesty and, you know, the, the storytelling and things like that a little bit more rather than, you know, reading the news. Even though I do think that, you know, delivering the news with our kind of commentary uh, is, you know, I, I think most po- people find that uh, completely useless and, and <laughs> not worthwhile at all, but fairly entertaining at least, you know. I guess it could be. <laughs> it, look, it goes into almost every discussion uh, like every major topic that's going on right now, I don't ever, I don't want to say don't ever, but I very rarely hear like our point of view on it. Right. Right. Like that's one thing. I just don't ever like really hear it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I virtually never hear my point of view on anything. But then again, my point of view is. Uh, could easily be described in most circles as uh, insane. So, you know. You know, I think that's the sad part, though, because I don't think it's insane. But. Right, right. But, you know, one of the things that's unique about um, this show is, you know, we have two guys here that have, you know, <laughs> what what feels like a lifetime of shared experiences. And one of the things I've found... Um, you know, as I get older is a lot of times you, you, you tell stories and, you know, uh, they're, especially when they're wild ass stories. Um, and you're, you're met with, uh, just a, a small degree of, um, skepticism. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there are stories, uh, that I've told my kids, uh, you know, specifically about like things in my childhood and things like that, that I know they pretty much believe but there's also that you know um he- hesitation that little bit of doubt like oh come on you're you're exaggerating or you know, oh, you're embellishing so it's it's i think it's a good thing when you have someone there to validate your stories like perfect example um last weekend uh we had a family get together uh for my son's birthday and uh my dad was there 
And I had, <laughs> I had always told uh, my kids the story about how when I was 10 years old, uh, and, you know, when I was a, a kid, my dad used to have a uh, – uh, charter fishing boat, and we did uh, you know charter diving and and salvage operations and things like that. <coughs> really? Excuse me. Oh yeah, it was cool growing up. Yeah. So, um, you know, I spent uh, a good portion of my childhood on the water, and you know, um, it, it basically pretty far out shore. So uh, there was this uh, one time we were doing a dive, and I, I want to say it was just on the edge of, of the middle grounds. So what's that mean? I don't know. What that uh, that's the part of the Gulf of Mexico that is, uh, you know, where the shelf starts to get pretty deep. Oh, I get, OK. So it's kind of far out, though. Yeah, it was probably 70 to 80 miles offshore. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So uh, we actually I don't know if that day that that day might have just been 40 miles off, but it was somewhere in that. It was at least 40 miles offshore. Yeah. OK. So we're way the hell out there. And uh, so we, we were doing a dive charter and, and my job as a you know, 9, 10, 11 year old was to i think i was 10 at the time was to uh you know stay topside i i wouldn't dive i wouldn't certify at the time or anything like that yeah um and just make sure the anchor didn't drag make sure the boat was in good shape and all that and so this one time we're out there and everybody's you know underwater we got the dive flag up and uh we uh <laughs> all of a sudden another boat pulls up with uh like six or seven guys in it not speaking english okay and they start throwing trash and they pull right up uh, alongside us right and i'm i'm topside alone anchored dive flag you know everybody's you know 50 60 feet how many people are down. Uh, are down uh four okay all right so there's five all, of you total yeah all, but all the adults are below yeah okay. it's just and it's yeah. just you up top so these guys start throwing just trash everywhere overboard you know and some of it's going in our boat you know like they're they're screwing with me they see a boat out there with a kid on it okay and so once they started throwing how old were you 10 okay okay so once they started throwing the the trash out some seagulls came up and were like picking it stuff like that they pull out a shotgun and start shooting the seagulls okay like yeah 20 30 yards from the boat yeah from from my boat so i'm like oh fuck i'm about to get boarded you know they're they're gonna you know yeah they're coming they're fucking around they're gonna take this vessel and there's not another vessel in sight so i go below and grab a shotgun okay and come up on deck put the shotgun down where i can get to it you know and start banging on the gunnel you know trying to make noise to signal uh you know my, the my guys dad down and the below divers come down up. below, come, come on up, come on up. I need you. Yeah. Now, was there ever a um, a conversation that you had with these guys, with the guys that were diving? No, before? they didn't. They didn't speak English. No, 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 no. I'm saying, was there ever a conversation that you had with like your dad that if something were to happen while you were above? Yeah. Was there a sign to come up? Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was, uh, you know, bang on make make noise. OK. You know, banging noise. So I was, you know, banging with a wrench or something. And uh so anyway, uh, you know, it's it's eventually they come up and I'm waiting there with the shotgun. But I, I thought they were going to try to take the boat. I mean, yeah. if, you, you got a kid on a boat, you know, by, All himself, by himself. Right. Yeah. And so I told that story, you know, to my kids. And, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, right. You, you probably were exaggerating and all that. And so, so my dad was over last weekend. And I said, hey, hey, dad, do you remember when uh, those pirates tried to board us? 
And he went and went ahead and retold the whole story just like I had always recounted it. And my kids were like, you know, now that I hear him tell that independently, you know, it's like, holy crap, that was a true story. You know, the one thing he said, though, and I don't think he remembers this right, or maybe he was just trying to change it in his mind, is that I had a spear gun, not a shotgun. But we did have a spear gun on board, but I, I remember grabbing the shotgun. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think I'd rather have the shotgun than the spear <laughs> yeah, gun. Right. Even though I will say this, for and intimidation I, purposes, the spear gun I actually think is more intimidating than the shotgun. Uh, no, I remember that thing. That was a, uh, it was a uh, Mossberg 500 nickel-plated Mariner. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I remember that shotgun. <laughs> oh, that's a good shotgun. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's just, and that's what I'm saying is we, you and I, have so many of those stories that we can validate for each other, you know, and fill in the gaps and things like that, you know. But because it's it's just it's one of those unique things that we have so many of those stories, and I think we've told a bunch of them on the air, but. Yeah, I just kind of throwing that out there. So, you know, maybe yeah, I mean, that was no, no, no. And that's it. Well, that's a that's a it's really a cool story. I think the other story that I liked about yours was the or one of yours is um, that you had a life size replica of a driver's license oh, right. <laughs> that you yeah. would use. Yeah. Yeah. In order to fake driver's licenses. Yep. Yep. Me and a buddy of mine and our girlfriends at the time. Uh, we got a hold from this uh, graphics arts uh, uh, student at USF, a basically a full-size poster of a Florida driver's license. Yes. And you would just stand up in front of the blue background, in front of the poster, and we'd snap a Polaroid back in those days, and then, of course, cut it all out, put a backing on it, laminate it, and we made fake IDs. But the only drawback to this is because it was a poster, literally every, and we made dozens, maybe even we got up to like 100. It got to the point where in, in our part of town, everybody knew these, these fake, you know, they, yeah. they became so prolific that uh, What was the name? Knew. I don't remember what the name was, but it was like as generic unisex name as you could get. So if you glanced at the name, whether it was a guy or a girl, yeah, you like could, a Tracy. It was a yeah, it was like a, a Chris or it, it was something like that that could could work either. That way. could work either way. And I don't recall exactly what it was, but it's uh, yeah, yeah, that worked for a long time. But everybody had them, like, and this was in high school, so you know. yeah, and uh, yeah, so that that was a good time. We used to sell them for I think five bucks a piece or something back in the day, which was probably worth a lot more. Yeah, now. yeah. yeah. And people would get busted with them all the time. In fact, uh, my buddy, uh, who we're, we're making them together, uh, got busted with one. And he's in the back of the cruiser. And the uh, the cop <laughs> takes the fake ID out of his wallet and hands it to him as he's cuffed behind his back and says, if that thing can completely disappear by the time we get to the station, I'm not going to charge you for it. Okay. So he, in the back seat of the cruiser, like – works his hands behind his back under his legs mm -hmm. so he can get it in front of him and starts eating this laminated <laughs> id <laughs> bite by bite and he couldn't quite finish it before he got to the station and like at the end he handed him back like a third of it and the cop goes yeah that's close enough <laughs> so he didn't get charged for that <laughs> 
But yeah, those were the days. Hold but, on, what did he get arrested for? Ah, God, I don't even remember in that case. <laughs> but those were back in the days of, uh, this was in Dunedin, Florida. Yeah. Uh, back when the city of Dunedin had their own police force. Oh, so they don't anymore, though. No, they haven't for decades. They now. just got rid of it. Well, yeah, the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office handles it now. Well, because some of the cities in Pinellas don't do that. Still keep them, yeah. St. Pete's still got one. Pinellas Park, I think, still has theirs. Yeah. Clear, Clearwater definitely has theirs. Bunch of dicks. Right. But. Yeah. I know a couple of Clearwater cops that are decent guys. So. You, you pull me over for fucking being in a fucking, yeah. you, you know. Yeah. yeah. They're not as bad as Largo, though. Oh, God. Largo cops, man. But anyway, uh, you know, back in the day, it was <laughs> really, it was. It boiled down to which cop pulled you over as to how it was going to go. Because there were some cool guys and then there were some total assholes. Yeah. You know? And it was like immediately when you saw one or the other, you're like, okay, this is going to be cool. Or, oh, shit, I'm going to jail. Yeah, it was one or the other. (laughs) Actually, you know, funny enough is so I did have you, well, not by name you weren't mentioned, but by deed you were mentioned. Oh, yeah? So it was the other night. It was pretty late at night. And I got a pickup from Clearwater Beach right, to the casino. Right. Oh, that's a long one. Yeah. And it was two guys that were, again, drunk Canadians mm-hmm. that were hockey players. Right. But they played in the European Hockey League. Okay. And they were here for like a wedding or whatever. Right. And they were all drunk and they wanted to go to the casino. Right. And they didn't bring their um, passports with them. Right. But I'm like, I don't think you need your passport to get into the casino. Like, you don't need a passport to get into the casino. Yeah. Like, any regular ID, I think, would work or whatever. You need ID at all to get into a casino? Well, no, not to get into the casino, but maybe if you're... If you win big or something, Yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah. So, but we we were talking, and I was like, oh, yeah, I had a buddy of mine one day that actually made up his own ID and drove and flew back and forth from California you know, or from Vegas, back. from Vegas, and yeah, I'm back. Yeah. And I was like, it really took a lot of balls to do that because it's not the, it's not even the way there that the, where the balls is. The balls is on the way back. Right, right. And for those of you who don't know this story, this is when I was uh, protesting real ID and I surrendered my driver's license and all that. So I and I didn't have a passport at the time. And you so went to a LP had, convention. Yeah, I had no official. Um, you know, uh, identification. identification all. So I just made my own. <laughs> well, because we had the, we had the press pass. Yes, yes, we made press passes for our the. We used to do uh, the radio show on uh, WTAM, yeah. and uh, so yeah, we <laughs> made a press passes for that, and it worked. It got through TSA, and this was post nine eleven and everything too. Yeah, so. yeah, it was post nine eleven. I was, yeah. it was it was just amazing. Yeah, like I can't believe that you actually did it. You know, it, it really, it's its so much of it is about attitude. I mean, it's like... Oh, no, totally. Your, your, your average TSA agent probably has a, you know, 80 IQ, and they're real Oops, easy to... Giving them some. It's real easy to Jedi mind trick them, you yeah. know? <laughs> so Yeah, if you're trying to. But so he... What, how did he know that story? Or Well, no, I was telling the story Oh, you about, told the story? Because I was like, we were just talking... He was talking about IDs and stuff uh, like right, that. Right, right. So, and the guys were cool. They were here for a wedding, and it was all that, but like... and. It, the thing was, like, I picked them up at like maybe two thirty in the morning, right? And like, it's a, and oh god, we, like, they're we partying were, hard, man. Well, and we were and we're driving over there, and he's like, it's a long way over here. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like a, I'm like, it is better than an hour drive from Clearwater Beach. Well, at that time of the night, it's uh, yeah. only forty five minutes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I and I and I gave him a warning, and I said, look, guys, whatever you do, be out of the casino by five. Why? Because you still have to get back. 
Oh, if you oh. wait till six in the morning or seven in the morning, right? Then the traffic goes crazy at that. This point. was on a weeknight, huh? Yeah, this is a weeknight. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Okay, yeah, this is a, this is during this is this week during the week. Yeah. And I was like, man. Oh, yeah, you're going to be stuck at the I-4 interchange for a half hour. Yeah, I'm like, there's a couple different interchanges here that there's no way around. So yeah. you'd be out of there by 5. Yeah. You know, like you got four or something hours or something like that to, to you know, do whatever you're going to do. Well, no, but they probably didn't get there till after 3, so they only had a couple. No, no, I got them there by, I think I got them there by 2 in the morning, I think. Oh, okay. So you picked them up I think them I picked them up like than 1.15 is when right. I picked them up, actually. Yeah. I, th- I think. I, I don't remember exactly, but I know they had a couple solid hours. And I told him, I'm like, look, you guys got a couple solid hours here, but at the same time, like, you know, just be out of there by five <laughs> or stay. Right. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know. That's it's it's handy that you give, you know, advice like that to people. You know, most Uber drivers are just like, they don't care. You know, okay, I got you here. Bye. Yeah. No, I look. If somebody wants to talk to me, right, then I'll have a conversation with them, and I'll give them a, like, especially like driving advice. Like this week, they had the big um, there's a there's a big like military industrial complex convention. I didn't tell any of the people that I didn't say it that way because I picked a lot of them up. But there was a big convention in Tampa at the convention center that was like all the military businesses. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, wow. there was I would have liked to crash of, that. There was a ton. Of, oh, boy. They were giving out party. Kenny Chesney played at the fuck Emily Arena Forum. Oh, really? Like, you know, like these, these guys have that much money where they'll bring in a big name act. Yeah. To play for them at like, you know, and all, it's all, you know, open bar. And yeah. All this and that, and it's a bunch of like you. It's a bunch of guys that were seals and like operators, along with like military contractors right, and right. you know people wanting to do business with the government, along with all the DOD personnel. Yeah, I used to do a lot of those shows uh, back when I was working for a uh, you know aerospace and defense uh, subcontractor. You know, those were cool times. Yeah, yeah. I always feel weird about those things. Oh yeah, definitely a, a, a mixed bag. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel it's, weird. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't hate on any of those people in particular, but at no. the same time, like I do hate view the all of them. Of man, you guys are just <laughs> right. You know, like fuck you. You guys are partially to blame for you know the the deaths of millions of people. But you're the reason that we can't stop spending money on fucking military. Right. Yeah, like you guys are the people well, getting the money. No, that's that's actually a, that's a good. I don't know, man. I mean, they definitely, the, the military industrial complex, the defense contractors, they shoulder some of the responsibility. But you have to ask yourself, are they really the cause of it or are they just capitalizing on the nature of man anyway? You know what I'm saying? And I think it's a little of both. Yeah, no, look, I, again, I don't actually hate on them. I really don't. Right. But at the same time, I realize that they're all part of, like, they're a, Look, when you have the lobbyists that are going up there to lobby these guys right. for more money, yeah. this is the people they're pointing to as to why they need to lobby for the more money. Right. And that's where it kind of it, it kind of I, I guess one way to look at it and it's maybe it's not the right way to look at it, but look, we are in the middle and this goes along with honestly this goes along with everything actually. Like we are in the middle of a country and of a time period in which I do think that the chickens are in some ways coming home to roost and that it's it's things like this that show that there's just no stopping it. Like, uh, it, it's I don't just, know it's, about it's that. It's going down. the It's going yeah. down the road. It's going down. And these guys are like these guys are all making these guys are making their living off of it. Like right. they're able to provide for their families for this. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's just, 
and but we're all in we're all intertwined in it in some weird way you know and it, it just look again like look when i'm on the road for this many hours a lot of different thoughts go through my head and one of the thoughts that do that goes through my head you know like a lot actually is Instead of getting out at eight years, what if I would have stayed in for 20? Right. And that now I would be getting a paycheck from the government for the rest of my life. Right. In one aspect, I almost look back with regret. And in another aspect, I don't look back at regret. Like I have a dual, I have a dual thought process behind it because I would be of the assumption or I would be of the opinion, at least in my thought, my thought is if I was dependent upon that for the rest of my life, right? Because at that point you would be then you wouldn't want to say anything that would stop it from coming from coming in. Well, nothing's going to stop it from coming in unless you, you know, do something outrageous. So your opinions and the things that you say are I think I would be a big hypocrite, though. Mm, Yeah, eh, maybe, maybe not. Uh, But But the other thought of me is like I could use. But again, just another thought. The other thought of me is I literally could take that. Right. Because it was eight years. I could take that, do 12 years at the post office, count all of the 20 towards the towards the paycheck and then get a paycheck forever. Oh, does that count if you mix the two? Your federal service would. Yeah. Hmm. And so you have eight years of federal service. You add it to 12 years in the post office, which would be considered federal service. You could take the whole roundabout and then you could retire then after 12 more years at the post office and then. If you could get through that without putting a bullet in your head. <laughs> That's the thought. Right. That's the thought right there. Yeah, look, here's the thing. I try not to dwell on any of those what ifs. You know, what if I had done this differently? What if I had done that differently? Because the end result is any of those changes you make, you're a completely different person here in the here and now. You know, and you have no way of knowing if you would like that person better or not. That's true. You know, no, what I'm no, saying? no, that's true. And look, and being in, and look, and especially doing what I'm doing right now, being in the car for that long with spending that many hours by yourself, especially if the if it's slow or something like that, is right. that you run into those scenarios because sometimes you just ask yourself, "What the fuck am I doing right now?" Right. Even though, look, at the end of the day. It's weird because some of it's all in your head too because even doing what I'm doing right now, I'm able to bring in, you know, a, a pretty decent amount of money. Right. You know, yeah. m- more than if you're just working a regular job for the week, like a, you know. Right. I mean, look, there's a lot of jobs you could make that you would, where you'd make more money, but it'd have to be a six figure job then. Yeah, but you never want to dwell on the what ifs, you know. Well, I, like, I find, the... but I, I will say this I do find myself doing that now. Right. And I think part of it is that I'm still dealing with, you know, I'm still dealing with depression. I haven't had my meds in a, I haven't had the meds that I was using in a long time. Right. Which normally, like normally it, it, it doesn't become a problem, but I will say because look, I'm, I'm working at least six nights a week and I'm, I'm, you know, working all the time. And for the rest of this year, I'm going to have to do that. Right. But I do think at the end of this year, I'm going to be able to make some changes. There's going to be enough revenue coming in with the. With the business, Danielle's expanding when it comes to property management and stuff like that. And I think with all those different factors that are coming into play, I think that things will be a lot different after that time frame. But it doesn't change the here and now in that aspect. Right. And it does. And you have to you have to also realize that by it, by changing the past, by dwelling on that, what the, the what if it would change your here and now, and you have no idea if that would be a better here and now or not. That's true. You no, know? no, no, and that's true. And I do think about that. And that's, you know, that I could be dead. Like, let's say, let's right. just say, for instance, I would have stayed in the Marine Corps 
for uh, I would have done twenty years instead of eight years. Right? Yeah, you would have been in Afghanistan that, or Iraq. That, yeah, or, that twelve yeah. years would have been, that twelve additional years would have been two thousand and one to twenty twenty one. No, 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 no. Twenty thirteen. Oh, okay. All right, right. Or twenty fifteen. Yeah. Let's just say. So that had been to 2015. So the height of Iraq and Afghanistan, essentially. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It so would have been the height of that. You probably would have had, you know, three, four tours at least, mm-hmm. you know, and you probably would have come back uh, absolutely miserable. It's possible. Yeah. I again, I don't know. Yeah. You don't know. Right. You don't know what's going to ha- You don't know what would have happened during that time frame. Right. So you can't really, you know, again, you can't dwell on it either. But look, sometimes you just get you, you get. You know, you have that mental masturbation, for lack of a better term. Yeah, yeah. And um, well, like I used to think all the time. But about, and again, I don't want to get sappy with you here. But if I was to do that, then me and you would not even be. I wouldn't know you. We wouldn't be doing the show. That's true. Yeah, I wouldn't know you at all. Yeah. Oh God, my life would have definitely been better in that case. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you. You. I didn't tell it, you to show up to that meeting. It, it, I didn't fucking tell you, you to show up to that you meeting. You inspired me to really fuck up my financial life <laughs> don't feel <laughs> bad when i met you like i was i was not re- well i was a little bit involved in politics but from because you went of, up to nine twelve. yeah yeah which god in retrospect those people were just ended up being complete idiots i think they're all disbanded now but that was a glen no but, those people are still there well i mean they're still out they still there around? doing stuff they're just not doing not the it 9-12 like they were thing. Yeah. no they, they look they've moved on to other things right. and stuff like I, I, look don't get me wrong i like i <laughs> i look back now at a lot of the political things that i've done and while there are some things like i know you danielle um and some other people along the way that I, again i'm not i won't i won't bother to name but most of the people that I look back and have talked to now, mm-hmm. like Kurt, I love Kurt. So let me just make sure I use Kurt's name too. But these people are so not who I thought they were for one. Right. And B, knowing now what I, knowing if I knew then what I knew now, right? man, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Like I would have done it, but I wouldn't have done it at the same time. Like I, I, I see, held I those people in a reverence that I just shouldn't have. And I thought that they actually would get it in a way that they never did. Like they, 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 I'm so disappointed in like, there are people that I heard talk in 2009, 10, even 11 and 12. Right. That I hear talking now. Right. And I can't believe that's what you think. Right. Like I can't believe that you're what you're willing to, like, deal with and put up with, and and what you're what you think is the right thing. I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm not even explaining it. Correctly, no, I, but like, I I know what you're talking about, but I don't know if our listeners really get it. Can you can you can you transcribe uh, yeah, that for I, me? I, I we I don't know. I think that we kind of evolved through the process i what i always say is i believe that we took all of our earlier political uh, thought processes and assumptions and beliefs and worked them through to their logical conclusion and i think there were early on there were a lot of people on that path with us that just stopped somewhere along the path and never got all the way there 
and and that's what I've always said is is essentially that the logical conclusion to anyone that takes a a truly libertarian path is anarchy, you know, is the realization that it's not in anyone's best interest and it's not in human nature for some small group of people to have power over others, you know, and it is. But the problem is, is it is the nature of our being, but it's wrong. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think that those two things are diametrically opposed because it's so ingrained in us uh, to have leaders and to have uh, this structure in the world that, you know, we we don't question. Um, you know, it's, it's just astounding to me. Like, I'll give you an instance. On Sunday, I was just getting started, you know, for my for my shift doing Uber. Right. And I was at the racetrack on 19 and I want to say that that road's Klosterman. Okay. It's yeah. where that it's where that college is, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, St. Pete College. And there was a group of Trump people right. that were in the front sign waving basically. Right. And I didn't do this, but I wanted to do this. Just move the steering wheel 15 degrees no, to the right. No, no, no. <laughs> I wanted to go Create over a little the, carnage. I wanted to go over there and just engage in a conversation with them why i just i wanted to know i didn't do it i ultimately i didn't do it but i really wanted to go over there and i actually this and i and i was thinking about it as i was pumping gas right is i was going to start off with look i I just want to make something very very clear i am never ever ever in a million years going to vote for trump I am never, ever, ever going to convince you not to vote for Trump, nor am I even here to do that. Right. I just want to know why. Right. And I wanted, but I wanted to bring certain things up and just, and, and, and again, I didn't do it because I realized the few, the futile nature. Again, when I said I wasn't going to vote for Trump, that they would have just turned off any talking to me at all anyway. Right. Like that was, it was never going to be a productive conversation. No, there's no prayer of that. Because you're not dealing with people who are having a, a rational response to things. You well, yeah, know because one of the signs was like Trump was robbed. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't even I, I don't even know why you would have that desire. You know, uh, it was well, part of it had to do with when we left last week, when right. we left here last week. Right. And we we're like, well, what were you going to do for a show next week? And I was like, well, maybe because we, you were like, let's do some esoteric, you know, conversation about, you know. Yeah. Like I got bored with philosophical. The news. Yeah. yeah. Some philosophical thing. And I was, and part of it was, is that, that I would, that I was possibly going to get into was going to be trying to understand why people like this guy. Mm, Yeah. See, I I think the fact that you're trying to understand it is part of the problem. I, I think it's absolutely, it's, it's a guttural emotional type thing. These are people that feel like they're under attack. They feel like they've been, you know, something has been taken from them. Something in their mind has been taken from them. And they feel like, you know, he's the only person that can pay those people that took whatever it is away from them back. You know, he's the only one that can can retaliate against them. So that's the kind of thing that you've got. And, and you see that same type of mindset. That's not unique to to Trump supporters, to the alt-right or anything like that, you see the same exact thing on the extreme left. You know, Right now, we live in a country of people who feel 
that their way of life is being destroyed. And it's on both sides, and it's it's not entirely untrue, but it's exaggerated to almost an absurd degree also. So it's it's there's there's kernels of truth in all the points they're making whether you know you 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 talk to the people on the right about you know the religious foundations of this country or gun rights you talk to the people on the left about you know women's reproductive rights or you know whatever Social it is justice, yeah exactly it. there's there's all truth to the things that these people are upset about um, and but what they've fallen into the trap of is it's all the other side to blame, and we have to fight the other side at all cost. And that's why you can't have a rational conversation because you're either with us or against us from both sides. Yeah. You know? Well, no, that's absolutely the case right now. And I think, but I, I, here's the other part about it is I think if you look at like again, I know you didn't watch it, but they had the CNN town hall where they had Trump was there right. at the CNN town hall. Yeah. Now, what Trump did, which you got to give him credit for for uh, uh, being smart about it, I guess, whatever you want to look at it as, is that the crowd was Republican voters. Right. And so it was a town hall, and because they were billing it as a primary thing, they only let Republicans into there to be the crowd right so and cnn is trying to shift right because uh fox news is weak right now yeah yeah and so but when they but the question when the person asked the questions the questions that she was asking weren't what republican voters would want to know right or would be good for republican voters it was almost done from the democratic point of view right yeah, because CNN doesn't actually know how to talk to Republicans. Yeah, so <laughs> they're trying, but they have no so idea how to do everything it. everything that they would say, and then Trump would, you know, again, Trump spent a whole bunch of time bitching about the election, right. saying that the election was stolen, but then also saying that it was rigged. But then would mention things like that they suppressed Hunter Biden's tape, that all these, uh, uh, all that these, is true. That, that, again, yeah. he mixed in truth, right, with the fact that he couldn't actually make a case in court that he actually lost that, that he won that election. Right. Right. You know what I mean? And I like, don't, and I don't think that the, the Hunter Biden story is going to be suppressed forever. I think there may eventually be legal ramifications for him. Well, now it's not suppressed. Now there, well, there may be legal ramifications for yeah. their whole fucking family. But yeah. Like yeah. as it, there should be. Yeah. You're right. As there should be, but that's the point though. Right. So like you have both sides that are, they tell a little truth. Yeah, but they're yeah. all fucking hypocrites, though. Oh, without question. Like, it's just yeah. not even funny how, like, here's the thing. If you were a conservative husband. Right. And some dude who was a movie star, who was a star, went up and grabbed your wife by the fucking pussy. Right. You're whooping that dude's ass. Yep. I can tell you what you're not doing. You're not voting for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, would this uh, rich and powerful person be willing to support both me and my wife? <laughs> in that case, a little pussy grabbing might be okay. <laughs> what, how, how much is in it for us? <laughs> yeah. Well, not much if you got. Well, apparently $5 million eventually. <laughs> well, yeah. But that's the thing, too, though. I didn't believe that chick either. Oh, I did. That's the weird thing oh, about it. I come didn't on. believe that chicken. That all. is so plausible. I mean, that's exactly what this guy brags about doing. Now, here's the thing. She might be lying, 
But I think given all the things that he's actually said, you have to give her the benefit of the doubt. But by the same token, because of all the things he said, it's real easy to come out and claim that. But and it sounds like she might have been saying it for years. But if you listen to her thing, she sounded like she was into it. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. But I mean, in the testimony, she called rape, you know, some people's fantasy. Uh, I I didn't uh, watch again, it close you, enough to. Here's the thing. I just don't care but enough. But. This, but that is the point, though. Yeah. Is that you? Does it sound like he could have done it? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Does it sound like she kind of wanted him to do it yeah, Maybe. a little bit? Yeah. It, it, he's not a hundred percent wrong. He's not a hundred percent wrong. That, no. That then that's the that's yeah, the because there is. It's it, the ugly it, truth part. It, there is a little ugly truth there because, and I'm not saying all women. There's some women that would be like, no, absolutely, I was raped. I, I wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah. But there is, and I don't know if it, if it's just women or maybe like afraid to say no in certain circumstances, so they don't really give that hard no from because it's a rich and powerful person. That would be intimidating. Yeah. You know? Or like, let's say it was Brad Pitt. Right. Well, here's the thing. I think if it was Brad Pitt, you're not going to find many women saying no. I mean, she, look, if Brad Pitt... Does that prove Trump to be right then? If 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 Brad Pitt came up and wanted to bang my wife, I'd probably get her give her a hall pass as long as I got one too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If I could also fuck Brad Pitt is what I'm saying. Oh, I got you. Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> no. But you know what I'm saying. I mean, there's certain things like <laughs> it's almost. No, there's certain things that celebrity and fame can get right. you that other that it doesn't get other people. And that there are certain things that would be considered fantasies for people right. if they were able to do that. And while I totally understand that part of it. And in a weird way, like I understand the point that Trump is making. Right. Maybe my anger with him is the fact that you're so willing to say it out loud. Yes. And maybe yeah. that's part of it. Yeah, it could be. But the thing about it is this. I don't want somebody in charge that that, that is that that lacks such class. And that's the thing about Trump is that well, you not only does that. he lack class, he lacks principle. And that's the other thing. <laughs> they all do. But the, you're they right. No, do. But I mean, that's why I don't vote for any of them, though. Here's the thing. It, it's... So much of what we experienced in politics and, and on every level, you know, every level. One of the reasons that I'm an anarchist today is because I've seen the people I've, who rise to power and who they really are, some of whom I've known personally. And I can tell you that the majority of them are the worst people you can imagine. I mean, these are people that you you wouldn't want to trust with your wife, your wallet, your kids. I mean, these are people. I wouldn't want to trust them with a sandwich. Right. Yeah. And and that's the thing. When you really see the the dirty underbelly of government and politics and, you know, it is as nasty as you think it is and worse. You know? Yeah. I, I, it's just. and And we were like. We, and these people have disdain for their fellow man. We weren't deep in it. We were always on the edges being libertarians, but we got into some corridors of power here and there. And we knew some people who were definitely in the corridors of power. Uh, like I, I was you know, saying before the show, we've got uh, between the two of us, we have two U.S. senators that don't like us very much. Yeah. You know, 
um, and definitely know us personally. In fact, uh, one of them <laughs> actually bugged my phone. Yeah. You know, so, and that was legitimate. I had to take the phone back to the manufacturer. They said, we've never seen a hack this sophisticated, mm-hmm. you know. So, but the point is, is, um, you know, it, it's you just, if you really knew who these people were, you wouldn't you want them wouldn't in power. Want, you wouldn't want a structure to exist that would allow because them to it's get them. always going to be filled with people like this. Yeah, that's really the bottom line. And you know what's funny is you look on Netflix and HBO Max and Hulu; it's all these shows about how dirty politics is and the real stories behind it. And, and these are based on historical events. Like I'm watching a show now that's about uh, you know Watergate and G. Gordon Liddy and all that. And you know it's and it's uh, I forget what it's called, but you know, it's it's when you see that and you realize this is all true. You know, this is all real. And the American people see that and then they still clamor for this system that really does virtually nothing for them. You know, you want someone to build the roads? Guess what? Contractors build the roads now. They're still going to build it when somebody else is paying them to do it. Yeah. You know, and if someone can make a mo- money on it by making sure people can get to their businesses – the roads are going to get built. You know, you want to defend this country? We happen to live in the most easily defensible country in the history of the planet. You know, we've got oceans on either side separating us from our enemies. And we've got, you know, friends and, and easy neighbors on, on north and south. You know what I'm saying? The worst thing we've got to worry about is is some, uh, you know, brown people coming over here and taking minimum wage jobs and helping us pay for the Social Security Ponzi scheme. You know, that's really our biggest quote unquote threat right now, you know? yeah. which actually it brings it. If, if you want to, uh, you know, talk about some of the immigration things that were going on. Well, no, okay. I feel like we've vented enough. We could probably do some actual news at this point. All right. All right. Know? Just a little bit. Though. So and again, unless you got something else you wanted to talk about. No, 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 no. Well, well, well we, it, we might move around a little bit. All right. But so Title 42, which is the thing that they were using to make sure that uh, they could throw they could kick and, immigrants out on before they even get in. You know, and I hate that they call it that because everybody nobody realizes that Title 42 is about 10 volumes of books long. Yeah. You know, and they're referring to one little subparagraph of a subsection of a chapter of a you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah so no, no, I got just you. know when they say Title 42, that is something that encompasses, you know, an an incomprehensible number of US laws. Yeah. But this brings up one of those things where nobody is saying what I think that they should be saying. But at any rate, so what happens is, is that you get all these people that are coming across the border here illegally. And they're all coming like to Texas or to Arizona or something. And guys like Greg Abbott are like, well, where do you want to go? And where do you want to go in the country? Well, I want to go to Chicago. Okay, we're going to send you to Chicago. I want to go to New York. We're going to send you to New York. So a portion of these people get sent to one of these fucking states. Right. And then those in those cities get so angry with Greg Abbott that they almost prove the point that Abbott's trying to make in a weird way, which right. is I'm overwhelmed. Right. I don't have the resources for this. We got to do something about this. Right? right. And then they send some of those people to New York and New York people are saying the same thing. So now the New York guy wants to send them upstate to up somewhere upstate New York, <laughs> right. like to a red area. <laughs> yeah. And all of them are literally playing hot potato right. with people that are coming into this, you know, people coming into this country illegally 
who all honestly just want a freaking job. Right. At the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. And and it, it, it's funny now how uh, Biden is certainly capitalizing on the wall that he never want, wanted Trump to build in the first place. <laughs> well, yeah, because and, and I think this comes into the part like the Republicans want to blame the Democrats. Right. Because they want an open border, let's say. Right. Right. The Democrats don't really want an open border. No. Like, they don't want they it They just either. pretend to. Yeah. yeah. They, they're arguing over percentages. Right. You know what I mean? Of, yeah. of Of who they're going to allow into the country. And how fancy the detention centers are. Yeah. <laughs> Whether they get beds or have to sleep on the floor. Like, so... That's what they're arguing about. Because Chicago's getting so many... This, the residents in Chicago, they get mad at the local politicians because the local politicians had plans... To put illegal immigrants in a closed high school, right? Because they needed a place for these people to stay, right? Right. And so, like, we're <laughs> they're having an argument over this issue, when in all reality, again, from my point of view, this issue is a solution that you're stopping from happening. Yes, it truly is. It truly is. If. <laughs> the best thing, because you got to figure, you got to figure, we have a couple of serious problems in this country right now. Mm-hmm. And if we assume that we want to keep the country going the way it currently does, we need these people. Right now, we have like 3.6% unemployment. That means everyone who's who wants a job has one. And guess what? Fast food restaurants are, restaurants are closing because they don't have enough employees to work. There's everywhere is understaffed. People are fighting over employees, especially on the lower end of the wage scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to mention, Social Security is hemorrhaging money because we got a bunch of. Uh, it'll be completely underfunded, in, or it'll be it'll be underwater in nine years. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think twenty thirty four is it, or is it 20, something like that? Yeah. Um, so if we really wanted to solve this problem, we should set up kiosks at the border where people can come up. Okay, get a work visa, get a social security card, and maybe even give them a you know a, a, a online account for Rosetta Stone or Babbel, <laughs> so they can learn English. Yeah. you know what I'm saying, and say here you go. In fact, here's here's a five hundred dollar tax credit based uh, against your first ten forty filing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get them paying into the system right away. Get them out there working at, you know, uh, Wendy's and the car wash. You know, I went to get my car wash the other day. Yeah, because if you're waiting for yeah. your asylum claim, you can't work. Right. Which means you can only work black market. Right. Yeah. Just Because you're still going to work. So it, it really goes to show you that the bottom line, it's about Republicans and Democrats don't want more brown people here. Yeah. I, <laughs> sorry. That's it. Because if you look at the problems we face... We have a worker shortage. Uh, we have a Social Security system that's slowly going bankrupt. Yeah, we have birth know. rates that are in the tank. Oh, you're right. Exactly. We're, 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 our population is going to start declining here as soon as the baby boomers start dying off. Yeah. You know, uh, which means that our tax revenue is going to d- go down, which means national debt's going to go up, which means our likelihood of defaulting is even higher. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> you've got all these people that want to come here, and the vast, vast majority of them are just looking to work hard and have a better life. Well, and hold on. And you if know. you just let those people do that, then the bad ones, they would point out so you could get rid of them. Exactly. Exactly. Because you create, because you make all of them illegal. Right. And you make all of them criminals. They can't speak up. They're not actually going to point out the ones that are actually criminals. <laughs> exactly. I, why is this so hard for anyone to understand? 
I, I don't know. But it just goes to show you that well, because nobody, they're like they're going to take our jobs. They, <laughs> you don't want to work those jobs anyway. And there's there's all those more people are going to create more jobs. Right. Exactly. Because they're growing the economy. Yeah. Because yeah. GDP is gross domestic product that's, that is partly based on the number of people that you have here. They are creating supply and demand. Yeah. You know. Like, hold on. If you think that China is your biggest threat. Right. Then this is how you beat them. Right. Because they have way worse of a problem when it comes to birth rates than we do. Oh, yeah. And they're way more racist than we are. Right. Right. They wouldn't even take our Mexicans. They would not. They would not take our Mexicans. You're right. They would not. Right. Like they look down on everybody else that's not fucking Chinese. They put them in a re-education camp and eventually just kill them. They take some of the incel ones that they got over the Chinese incel dudes and have them try to you know fuck them to to to, to make them more Chinese. I don't think I don't think the Chinese would even want them for breeding stock. Maybe (laughs) not. But I like. But when you see, and again, when you see the. The immigration issue. Right. Not only is nobody saying this. Right. But no one. Like even the hint of like the the fixing the problem with Social Security. Right. Is turned into the great replacement theory. Right. You know. Yeah. But but at the end of the the, day. The the border should be like a job fair. It really yeah. should. No, you're right. And it should be like, okay, well, hey, we uh, look, uh, we've got uh, a bunch of openings in Colorado Springs. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, so we're going to go ahead and let's fill out the employment form here. We'll get you a job. We'll get you set up with temporary housing for a couple of weeks until you can afford an apartment. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's that's how we should be handling this. Yeah, and you should have uh, the charity groups, the NGOs, the people that want to m- make it easier for these people to come. Screw there. that. Let's use capitalism. Let let the people who need workers pay for. Well, that. yeah, but but there's people that want to do that kind of stuff. Right. Let them go down there and do that stuff, right. and let them Absolutely. facilitate it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, populate the country with all these different people. The only excuse you can possibly have is that you don't want more Mexicans in this country. Which, look, I think that that is a, look, I think that a lot of times it's gauged around it's a culture of people that we don't want here. Right. But that's the part I don't get either. Because most of these people, when it comes to, like, cultural conservatism, they're with they're with the conservatives on this. They're not with the uh, they're not with the progressives on not this. Not only that, I mean the entire like those people believe in family and religion, and they're Catholic and like they like they like I, your problem with them. What you will say is your problem with them is not really right. What, what's going on? That's it. That's it. Because it, it's the 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 real reason that people have a problem with it is something that is not said out loud. Yeah. Well, look, and I put this in one of the topics that we could talk about today, and that that was, uh, hang on, where did I put it at? Uh, Why people want to keep America white. Right. And this is such a, that's how I can say this the right way. This country is a melting pot. Right. All right. It's not like China. It's not like Norway. It's not like Sweden. It's not like right. Europe. Don't get me wrong. It was predominantly a bunch of white people coming over here with the Italians and the Irish and stuff like that. But that over time, that changes. Right. And now it's Mexicans, people from Venezuela, people from Argentina, people from South America that are coming up, or Canadians, well, or some Europeans. But it's a big mix now of people, well, including Chinese. A- including the slave trade. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to figure that... You know, uh, uh, 
black African Americans were some of the first Americans to settle here. Yeah. You know, I mean, in the very early days. So, so but eventually. So it's always been a multiracial country. Yeah. So, but here's the thing. Eventually, pure being pure white is going to go away. Right. And but being a big mix is what everybody's going to end up being. Well, hang on a second. Like this nobody's country going to be pure white, but everybody's going to be partially white. This country hasn't been pure white for centuries. You know, well, not even close. It's never even. It's never. It's just the power hasn't been redistributed quite so much. But again, it's it's. Uh, but it, when you realize power's the problem, then that's not really right. what you should be worried about. Exactly. Exactly. You know, when it's and not to people mention, should be free to live their life as they see fit as long as they're not hurting anybody else. In a couple of hundred years. Everybody will be brown. Everybody's going to be light brown. Yeah, light brown. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's it's going to happen. So I, I don't know why anyone gets so worked up about that. Well, they're trying to stop it. Yeah. And I, and my argument is you can't. Right. It's impossible. Right. It's not going to happen. But how Nor many people, do you want to? How many people do you think really feel that way? Really are like opposed to the uh inner marrying interbreeding of of races i i gotta figure that's a relatively small so well, what number would you put on it i i don't know I, I i it's hard to gauge because it's not a thing that people really talk i think about if you loud, put it around but, i think if you put it amongst all races right i think it's 40 percent. really you think it's that high yeah it might be it might be, but that. But I think you put it on all races like that, though. Yeah, like I, I think there's black think, people oh, that yeah. don't want their black sons and daughters to marry white people uh, or Chinese Latino, people. Latino, yeah, Asian, yeah. It, it, true across the board. True across the board. There's a subset of every type of culture that wants their kids, their grandkids, and you know, so on and so forth to per- perpetuate their culture. Yeah. So yeah, that is true. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was around forty percent. That does seem, you know. Off the top of my head, pretty uh, well, and I pretty think, valid. and I think that there is a lot of people that want to stop the immigration for that reason. Right. I just think it's wrong-headed. I think yeah. it's. I think it's the wrong. One, I think it's the wrong way to look at it. Two, I think you can't stop it anyway because it's going to happen one way or the other, and you've been artificially putting it down with some very negative side effects. Well, you, namely the side effects you're getting across the border right now, where you have all these cities down there is just overwhelmed. Because no one else, like, because there isn't a economic interest in it, nobody wants them. Well, there's a huge economic in- interest in it. If they were legal. Even even coming in illegally, they're still absolutely but a, but contributing the black to the economy. Is much, yeah. like, but the black market is much smaller. Right. And much harder to deal yeah, with. Yeah, that's from a, from a government perspective, I don't understand why they wouldn't want to fast track these folks legally and well look and if collect you wanna, those tax dollars and again if and you want to put the FICA it, and all here's that. the thing too and this is where i think compromise could come into play yeah if you wanted to separate out people here that are migrants right from people here that are citizens right and say that we're only going to allow so many people to become citizens every year and that we're going to the quota number is basically that quota number I wouldn't look in a compromised way. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Well, okay. Say that you only issue, you know, work visas on an annual basis and they got to renew each year, but it make it an easy process to renew. 
And then after three years, five years, whatever number you pick, then they can apply for citizenship. Yeah. Something you know? like, what, what, again, it, 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 some whatever. kind of plan. Yeah. As long as you didn't stop the migration part of it right. and let people come here to work that could have a job. Look, yeah. If there's a job opening for somebody and they want to take that job, then let them take that fucking job. Right. And again, you're like, well, you're taking jobs away from Americans. No, you're not. No, you're not. There, there, there's the help wanted sign has been there for three years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no. if somebody wanted that job, they could have it. And, and uh, swear to God. If you want a job right now and you can complete, almost complete a sentence and you're not literally, you know, drunk or completely stoned out of your mind at the time of the interview. And if you're capable of showing up to a job plus or minus, you know, 30 minutes of when you're supposed to be there. You will be employed in this country right now. Shit, in a year you'll be a boss. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, shit, so in a year you'll be in charge of something. The, the standards that people have for hiring right now are so low. You know? Honestly, that's probably why a, a lot of Americans don't want the Mexicans, because it would have to raise the work ethic in this country for actual American citizens. Because uh, one thing about Mexicans, they work hard. I mean, yeah. there might be something to that. And again, it's, it, but it's just one of those things where you're looking been, at it. We've been skating for a long time. We don't want these people coming in and showing us up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I, I don't under, and I, again, I don't understand why. Right. Yeah. I mean, again, maybe it just comes down to race or maybe it comes down to. I think it, to, to a certain degree it does, you know, and, and, you know, I'm a guy that doesn't even want to see borders because I don't believe in states, you know, in, in, in any type of uh, government structure. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it, it, just in the world that we have now, it's so many of the things that the government does is exacerbate a problem that they purportedly are trying to solve. It's like, well, your solution is always making it worse. Yeah. You know, uh, so, and neither side actually wants to solve the problem. And it's in a lot of cases, they're doing it like we talked about, because these are horrible human beings. They have some type of ulterior motive. They're using it for some political gain or financial gain or something like that. But in a lot of cases, they're just too stupid to figure it out also. You know, yeah, I don't they know which one it is. Don't though. understand the way the world works, and that actually brings us to a couple of things, uh, like the debt ceiling, and uh, like a new bill that Florida just put out. And we, uh, I, we'll save that for the second hour. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's amazing, you know. And sometimes it's hard to figure out whether the people in power are doing some of these things out of malice, out of personal gain. Or just because they're too stupid to figure out the way the world works. Well, and that goes into another article we'll talk about in the second hour about right. how freedom is often misunderstood when it comes to vaccine and mask mandates. Right, right. Again, it was, again I, I find myself sitting here looking at this going, oh, I wish you people would understand what it actually means. Right. Like, again, it's, it's how many times we have to be on the, on the, on the side of like, you're both wrong. Right. You're both fucking wrong. <laughs> and neither of the things uh, you guys are uh, putting out there is actually going to solve the problem. You know, so but yeah, we, we seem to be there an awful lot. But uh, then we're going to talk about some elder abuse. We're, we are. We are uh, in the second hour of the show. And if you'd like to join us in the second hour, all you need to do is go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage sign up become a subscriber you get a whole bunch of free swag including a signed copy of my book the cassandra trigger an anarchist guild challenge coin a this is not a bomb duffel bag and a whole bunch of other stuff so patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage we'll see you on the other side yeah.